Cross Choke, the TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 29 of Cross Choke. I am Zach Anderson. As always, I am joined with illustrious champion of Ooh. your Dakota right hand. Bring it on. Dakota, how are you, homie? Oh, I'm doing good. I uh, had kind of just a weird day yesterday, so we're actually recording on a non-typical day for us to record the podcast, a Saturday morning. I don't know if we've ever recorded on a Saturday, have we? Uh, hmm... Our locations have changed quite a bit. Yes. In the past. Yeah. But typically, I think Fridays have usually been our day. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. You know, typically. That's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> Old typical Zach. There he is. Yeah. We've recorded in your kitchen, in your bedroom once, I think. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, probably. Uh, in my attic, in my living room. Your old house. At my old at my old apartment's living room. Uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that one time at Walmart. <laughs> we were testing out the furniture there. Oh. Um, yeah, oh, so. what if we did one of those like uh like we hide out in Walmart for twenty four hours and record a podcast? <laughs> Maybe not twenty four hours, but Oh come on. Maybe like four. 24 just seems like so long. <laughs> I feel like I'd be guilted into buying things. No, we just post up like uh, like in the toilet paper section. Oh, and like build like one of those castle forts in yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen video like that. <laughs> it's pretty awesome though. Uh, what's up with you, man? Oh, dude, been really hard at work at the academy during the last couple of weeks. We actually had a lot of sick people. Mm. Um, that have been made our numbers a little lighter over the last couple of weeks, but everybody's doing fine. But it was like, oh, I'm not feeling too hot. And so, but then that was like seven people. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, okay. <laughs> but I'm experiencing that uh, this weekend. I have a meeting that I've been planning for like weeks now. Mm. And I think there's going to be like four people out of the 15 that the, were going to come. Dang. Yeah. And that's rough. Yeah. But then like you can't not do the meeting yeah at that point exactly yeah that's a rough spot to be mm-hmm. so yeah we've had some um little lighter num- numbers at least with people sure. in and out but um our training's been going super well we've been having uh some time in some judo actually doing some different throws and stuff right now which is really always fun and exciting so nice kind of merging that you know because in jujitsu it doesn't really matter if you're not on the ground so like, sure you got to be able to does judo help you do side control too i've heard that from other people um yeah if you're doing a jujitsu or sorry a judo competition uh-huh there's a, like it's called epon it's when you get your partner on their back basically uh-huh so i mean i would say typically yes but it differs 
because in judo, if you get your partner on the back, it doesn't matter if they roll you over because it's over. You, you got them on their back. Boom. And then if there's a bunch of momentum, you still won. So even if like Interesting. you land and get you get rolled over, it doesn't matter. You would have won because you got your partner on their back. So, and some of the side control positions. That's different. mm -hmm. That makes it more of a competition-based sport rather than a self-defense type sport. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And even jujitsu has its nuances with it not being really practical for self-defense, but it's the sport style. So, I mean, all But that just seems so backwards. Like, Mm. in a real-world application, Mm. you're fighting someone, and then you get them on your back, and you're like, yeah. All right, I won. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, yeah. But then you got to be able to keep it, right? So, yeah, I would say some of the – of course it's good. I mean, judo is super good. But some of the positions that they have for holding a person down aren't really applicable. Sure. Specifically with, like, different back takes that the person on the bottom can do to get to your back. Huh. So – but, I mean, it's a good start, of course. Like, Where does judo come out of? I think it's got to be, like, Japan or something. Actually, uh, in I, Asian my country. Yeah, my my judo historical knowledge is probably like one out of ten, honestly. Well, where does Brazilian jiu-jitsu come out of? Actually, mm. not Brazil. <gasps> it's actually no a, way a, uh, an Asian thing. Interesting. Originally, but of course, like the Brazilians took it to the next level. They got credit. Okay, kind of like French fries. Right. Originated in South Dakota. <laughs> well, I don't remember what country originally invented them, but I don't believe it was France. Fran- French? It's French. French, <laughs> French made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, like the fortune cookie. If you watch Iron Man 3, you know, the, Man- the Mandalorian. That ain't, that, <laughs> ain't, that ain't the bad guy. What's his name? The Mandarin? The Mandarin. Oh, the, yeah. The fake oh, I loved that movie. Yeah, and he's like, the fortune cookie is an American <laughs> thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You see the new Shang Chai uh, trailer? Yes. And it looks like that's the real Mandarin. Ooh, I never thought about that. Because mm, he has the, you know, the, the logo I guess with I the didn't swords even and the ten rings. realize it was a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. What? Oh, I yeah. thought it was just like... I don't know. It looks like a, a great martial movie. arts movie coming out of Disney Studios. No, no, yeah, it's it's an MCU cam. Oh. Yeah. I'm not too sure how it fits in the origin story of it, but I know it's like a martial arts style guy. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, I'm not too sure how it, it fits. It seems so similar to uh, Iron Fist. The TV show? You've mentioned I've never seen it. You've mentioned it to me, though. Ah, I've only seen a couple episodes as well. But from Sounds what corny. I... Sounds corny. That name is horrible. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. You've heard of Superman? It sounds pretty dumb if you I, ask I, me. Yeah, I see you. I got... Touche. <laughs> I saw this video. This, this person was like, oh, you're into superheroes? What's your favorite hero? And the person's like, Superman? And they're like, oh. So do you like marvel or dc and they're like they're like why does it matter and they're like no no it doesn't matter unless you like dc yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Pretty funny much. yeah that's it's funny how that yeah plays speaking out. of dc i finally got around to watching the snyder cut oh really oh my gosh dude you good or so good oh really i think it's in my top five favorite movies now what is it four hours yeah 
Yeah. So maybe it takes up slots four and five. Oh, okay. Man. With its length. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Huh. Because I never saw the first one. And I, I've heard that, you know, like, the first one got, like... I think the first... Rough reviews. The first uh, original viewing is probably my least favorite movie that I've ever seen in my entire Justice life. League? It was so bad. It. I don't even think... My friend kept saying this that he doesn't think it could be considered a movie because it's lacking the one thing a movie needs to be considered a movie, which is a plot. <laughs> There's, like, no point. <laughs> there was no point. No point to it. Pretty much like the latest Star Wars movie. Oh, my god. Ray Skywalker. Agreed. That I was thinking about that just, like, the other day. I was like... <laughs> what a waste of time. I was like, dude, what? Money. that just doesn't even... I've never seen a movie that I've been more disappointed in watching. <laughs> That's a bad one. Then don't watch Justice League. Then don't League. watch Justice League. Or uh, Green Lantern. Hey, I liked that one. <laughs> I've actually never but seen I, it. I haven't seen that since I was like a kid, so maybe it is trash. I remember there's a scene in Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool 2, where he comes and kills the Green Lantern. Oh, funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Huh. Yeah, and... Um, Ryan Reynolds is like the perfect pass <laughs> for that. Yeah. Well, uh, Dakota. Yeah. You know we better get we better get moving here. <laughs> right. Do you love chicken wings but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with Wingredient. From eleven different flavors to choose from, their award-winning wing sauce makes a sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi, and is customizable to your palate. Order today for your party, at home, or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Wingredient.com, award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. So what else is happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all we're going to do with today's episode anyways. Yeah. But for our listeners, if you didn't know, this is actually a podcast called Cross Choke from the Fight Life Ministries. We just want to say thank you for joining us. Remember, you could get early and exclusive content uh from cross choke by joining us on patreon.com slash tfl ministries our last episode of cross choke plus was um led by myself and kind of had a fun time talking about prayer and kind of started off the episode with looking at dmx and uh, we didn't really like really dive into his lifestyle or who he is too much but just the importance of prayer in his life and of course you could kind of look at you know did his lifestyle match his prayer style and you know you could do that with everybody but you know dmx is what's wrong with christianity nowadays no i think justin bieber is actually <laughs> kanye you know oh man we're being very sarcastic right Abs- now. hopefully that <laughs> came across well you know if you're a christian out there or associate and call yourself one that you know i don't know this is this is a put your feet in the aisle because i'm gonna stomp on them we're it. looking at you, John Jones. <laughs> I hate. Okay, so Jake and I always hated when a pastor would say that. Like, put your toes in the aisle because uh, here I come. It's like the worst phrase. Just say it already. You I know? usually sit in the middle, so. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but don't slam those who are growing in their faith and attempting to share it. Yeah. And then general. 
you know, whether you have $10 million in the bank or 10 bucks. Unless they're John Jones. And I'll slam John Jones, bro, because that's that's a hypocritical That's the opposite. You know, yeah. you know, but you give people grace and stuff. But John Jones is a different example because it's, it's such a hypocritical uh, display of Christianity. Right. You know, he says one thing and does another and is, yeah, it's, it's, it's blatant. Yeah. You know, and of course he gave him grace and stuff. But I think somebody in his position does more harm than good to the kingdom. Sure. When say like Bieber, who's just who's who's kind of getting into this, um, sharing the gospel through his music platform. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's different because it's getting his feet wet. You know, and, yeah. And and you know, and of course he's he's been in this relationship with God for a while now. Yeah. You know, but just starting to kind of transfer that in get a little taste of that in his music yeah so i don't know we just it, give people some slack yeah you know we the same thing how we treat politicians you know we treat politicians like they're supposed to be the end all and the you know they are the leaders of the country but they're still people yeah you know and musicians are still people your neighbors i mean we're no different like just a little grace goes a long way yeah so. except pastors yeah, pastors are perfect. <laughs> yeah, now that you so last week you actually now that I'm credentialed, <laughs> you, I am perfect and cannot right. sin anymore. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I've been on this side for about six years now. You know, uh, once you get some time under you with no sin, like oh. about about five about five years, you know, you, you start really, to really feel it. Yeah, you know, it's like a whole other level now. But uh, congratulations, by the way, for those that aren't familiar, you have been studying to get your certification with the Assemblies of God. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of three levels or three different tiers of recognition with um, credentialing. And so they have certification, licensing and then ordination. And so you just received your certification. Yep. So, again, congrats. Yeah. I even wore a suit. I is there a picture out there? I gotta. Oh no, there, I, uh, I, I gotta scrub to the um, that, that timestamp in uh, the video that's on oh, Facebook. Did I'll they, find it. Did they have the camera on me? I'm sure. It was really. <laughs> it was so weird because, you know, they they honor you level by level. So we were first, and like people didn't know whether to clap or not. It's so, like the first couple names that were called. Like it was just kind of silent. And then by the time it got to me, there were people like screaming. I heard, I'm like, I hear Joe Epley on the live stream. <laughs> Dakota so Wright, and he's like, yeah. Afterwards, he, he comes up to me. He's like, I just felt like a proud dad. That's my son. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's what's, you know, why get credentialed? You know, you, of course, you don't need to get credentialed to serve God, right? That's not the point. Right. But yet it's a, it's a, you dedicating to a level of accountability, yes. to a level of networking. Hey, you're really part of the team now kind of yeah. thing. Just like a church membership. I mean, you could go to a church for your whole life and not, not technically be a member there. Right. But, you know, with that level of being a member, it's a dip, deeper level of commitment to you. Also, it doubles as a commitment from the church. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, now I know we have permission to kind of be involved in your life in a little bit deeper way than we would have if you were just coming on a Sunday. Yeah. Again, not that it can't work, but because it does. I mean, most people that go to church are members. Right. So, but that's kind of a cool part of you being certified. And we talked about that before. It's like just the, just the networking alone is, is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 100%. team behind your back. And 
the Joe Epley, who's your dad, cheering <laughs> for you. Like, you know, like, that yeah. just, that's special. Yeah. And, yeah, I would always, always recommend anybody to get credentialed. Yeah. And you get that ministry card, which is just a card, but, I mean, that gets you into, like, ICU stuff and... Free parking. Yeah, free parking. You know, if you want to cut the line at the snack stand, you're like, hey, check this out. Look at this card, right? Like, anyways, so congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's super, super cool. So, yeah, uh, check out last week's Crosstroke Plus. (laughs) (laughs) So I was driving today. I was getting, I was actually going to get us coffee, which was supposed to be a short trip and turned into a much longer trip. Uh, but I was stopped behind this car and I almost threw up in my mouth because they have this, ma- they had this magnet on the back that was a picture of the cross with the American flag draped over it. And I was just like, hmm. so what do you think about that? Uh, like, like if I'm looking at that cross on your wall, like uh-huh. it was draped over the arms of it kind of like yes. behind it. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. I get what the like, the symbolisms for. Like I, I would put like a TFL flag on there, man. <laughs> you know, like I, I get it. But oh, I guess I do, do you think it, it it demeans the purity of the cross with throwing a flag on it or what? Um, what, what makes you throw up in your mouth? Ju- I, you know, that's a good point because, you know, what if it was a different thing? What if it was uh, McDonald's logo on the cross? That would make me actually throw up. But but what about, you know, a TFL ministry scarf? You know, we oh, have these amazing scarves. That's true. I don't know if you still have any I have, left. like, one left, and I think I gave it away. So oh, okay. we got to get another order, though. They look like Harry Potter they do. scarf. They're we, pretty cool. We should have houses with Oh, them. dude, yeah. For each patron belt. There oh. we go. That's amazing. Yes, I, so, I double that. your purple belt patron tfl issued uh scarf is draped over the cross yeah i don't really like that you know you know the biggest thing that makes me want to throw up is when i see jesus on the cross oh yeah honestly yeah that's i i the american flag i'm like okay you know if you're like like a u.s missions kind of thing and like okay you know i could see it if you're trying to be like man pray for america ish you know but unless okay let's say let's say like the catholic faith sure it has it's very much associated with jesus on the cross right you know so anytime you don't understand right to be honest it's part of the equation like there's no there's no salvation without jesus on that cross right but he's not there anymore you know but like they live as if he's still dying on the cross i mean Mm -hmm. you walk into a catholic cathedral and you know which i you do for like funerals and that kind of stuff but it's just always or if you live in butte or if you live on butte you know there's that's all over okay so there's this church next to my house and i have a picture of this it's so i'll I'll have to post it in the patreon page (laughs) but uh it's like these tiles so so outside they're like back wall behind the sanctuary you know like a big like kind of like our church no 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 it's just like the wall oh but like there's like tiles and they it builds like these it's like huge wall and Mm. it builds like um like kids around jesus okay and jesus is like towering them it's kind of like an abstract looking thing sure it kind of looks like there's a bunch of like 
little uh, little um, Smurfs around <laughs> Jesus or something. But it's mosaic style. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So then at the top though, it's they it's like they ran out of room. So Jesus's <laughs> head in this picture is like completely tilted down. It looks like he's scrunching himself to fit in the in the portrait. And it's <laughs> what? It's really funny. So I took a picture of it. I mean it's not I mean funny, but like yeah. it, it looks obvious to me that they misjudged how okay. tall they were making Jesus. Kind of like when you start a car wash poster and you do like the huge <laughs> Car wash, and then today's like really little or something. Or like you get to the S of car wash, and you're like, I only have oh, enough yeah. room for one letter. <laughs> so like a little tiny S squiggle, and a little H. tiny H. And you try to make it look like it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how this looks. So all in all, you know, I, I just think it's it's Jesus is treated as if he's still on the cross, at least in our culture in Butte, because Butte, sure. Butte's super like Catholic influence, Irish Catholic. And again, it's like, it's not that it's necessarily wrong, but it is wrong because that's only like 50% of the gospel. Yeah. The other 50 is him rising. You know, I think we episodes back, we had a, uh, I went off on a tangent or something like I do and was talking (laughs) about like, you know, what is the gospel? And, you know, Jesus died for your sins. I mean, that's like the simplest way, but that's not the whole thing. Exactly. Jesus died and rose again. Like, yeah. You have to include that because he's a living God and he proved his sacrifice to be acceptable by God by coming back to life. And I mean, there's so much significance in him being alive. Otherwise, it's just another person. Yeah. And so anyways, if we were to put a TFL sticker on that not sticker, <laughs> I mean, a, a scarf, sticker. you know, um, I don't know. I could, I could see it diluting. Like yeah, the, 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 the purity of, of the cross. I think my main issue is I don't like the portrayal that Jesus is American or that Jesus or God oh. is tied with America. Because mm. I grew up before I was saved having that mentality that that's what Christians think. Mm. And I think that makes us totally forget about the rest of the world, too. And totally idolizes ourselves and our own uh, place that we're living because we're like Jesus. Jesus loves America, or yeah, you know. But I'm like, well, there's a whole other world out there. Sure, it's like projecting the American dream and saying that's what Jesus wants. Yeah, like, and, and I'm just the other thing is I'm like America wasn't even a thing right. when Jesus was walking the earth. Bizzle has a really good song. Ooh. Um, uh, uh, oh man, I don't remember. It's it's on one of his newer, newer albums. But he's like he goes through how Jesus was more than likely black and really dark complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things like that. It was kind of it was prior to like the uh, incidents like the New Justice Movement and human rights things that okay. were going on in America. Like it was before that. Um, I'm pretty sure the song dropped, but it was cool. this. Talking about racial stuff and whatever, but kind of mix Jesus in with it. It's a pretty cool song. I love Bizzle. Yeah, dude, Bizzle is cool. Bizzle's got a really good voice and easy to follow. Um, yeah, I'll have to find that song. People were asking uh, in a group the other day, you know, I don't know if you remember these growing up, but they had like these uh, flyers that were like, if you like to listen to Metallica, 
try listening to I can't think of a band right now, but try listening to Flyleaf or whatever. Oh, like Skillet or something. Yeah, yeah. Or or whatever. There was a ton of just corny things like that. Like if you like to listen to Tupac, try Toby Mac. <laughs> but someone was like, you know, what would you do for Notorious B.I.G.? And mm. Bizzle was the first one that popped in my mm. head because there aren't. I don't think there's ever been a rapper or going to be a rapper that matches B.I.G.'s flow and and style. Yeah. But Bizzle's like that cool, relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Low guy. lo-fi hip hop yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that song's called Soul Deep. Soul Deep? Mm-hmm. Cool. Worth a worth a shout out. Let's flow roll. So with that in mind, Dakota, yeah. um, for kind of the main segment, we're just as you can tell, we're just chatting today, basically. Yeah. Um, but wanted to just kind of discuss you know what what's god doing in your life and you know kind of where where you're at in life and i'll kind of do the same of course we already has have been doing like in this none of this is too much news to either of us but (laughs) but you know like to share where we are what's god doing is always a very healthy thing to do in general of course but what happens in those moments is i feel like vulnerability is always beneficial to everyone who's there yes because i mean of course you don't have to spill your guts out but (laughs) you know what i mean but just like when we're just share what's going on in your life especially as leaders and um and i think we could always use more vulnerability from the pulpit you know leaders can always be more vulnerable because i there's a disconnect when there's not a authentic um, authentic genuine relationship between like those you're ministering to sure. and those that like um, are leading the way. So. I also think that there is a balance because I've been On the in other the side. church service before <laughs> looking up at the pastor, giving every single dirty little secret that I'm like, okay. I don't need to know this right. for you to present the gospel to me. This isn't, this isn't helping me. It's just making me feel really awkward. <laughs> So there's discernment in that yeah. and discretion. Yeah. Uh, you got to, you, you know, yeah, I totally get it. So there I was having, you know, I was really constipated. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I accidentally ordered a large uh, meal at McDonald's and ate the whole thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Man. I should have just gone with the medium. Have you repented? Yeah. <laughs> I've already repented 10 times. I don't feel like it's enough yet. Maybe try another one. <laughs> Do 11. Do a couple more Hail Marys, too. <laughs> um, well, brother, what has yeah. God been doing in your life? Sure. Just kind of a general way to open, I guess, the conversation sure. wherever things going. But um, You know, everything that I could talk about in this moment is stuff that you already know about, which I think is a great point to, to start off with, is that uh, people need others around them to go through life with and it'll change through seasons uh but especially christians and specifically pastors you need friends around you that have your back and and that are gonna be there with you through thick and thin because there's a really scary statistic out there that uh 
pastors only have oh, what was it 20 percent of pastors would consider them having at least one best friend in their life because mm. they just feel so isolated which i just think is so toxic yeah i'd like to see that statistic completely go away over the next few generations yeah i, I can't Im- imagine even being in the role i am without other uh men in my life that are biblically sound helping me make decisions do you think that's because the i don't know kind of a projective projectified i don't think that's a word that i sounds like a Project, word projectify but do you think like the 20 percent i guess it would be the 80 percent that would say they don't really have that one person in their life that they could reflect off of or do life with is because they feel like they need to be able to do it themselves and be like that perfect minister, um, like you know. I th- I personally think it stems from a cultural shift of what the role of a pastor looked like 20, 30 years ago, where before a pastor was never a long term person, where they would come to a church for like a year and then go to a different church and then so on and so Mm. on. And so they never were able to make those deep roots with other people. But I think now that we're in a different time where like if you're pastoring a church, you have the ability to stay there for multiple years or even decades. And it's not a stigma anymore. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, that's totally right on. And, you know, it, it's okay to have help, too. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. I know that's been a part for me, like, when I have not, like, who needs accountability? <laughs> like, I don't need it. I'm fine. Like, right. You know, like, when you start thinking that way, you yeah. know, you're on the wrong, the wrong path. You could always use more counsel. You could always use yes. more people. And like I've shared before, there was, like, you know, there's, like, three, three leaders that I meet with pretty consistently. Right. And, like... Two of them I don't like to meet with, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. it's a healthy, it's a good thing. Like, you know, one of them I'm like, okay, what's up? You know, yeah. But that's good. You need that in your life. Um, don't be too proud to not accept help. Yeah. You could always use more help. So that's cool. So yeah. So, for me, a thing that I'm struggling with and working towards right now is mental health, and. It's actually something that we're talking about in our youth ministry right now, which I totally think God has just directed, um, which is funny because, like, as ministers, often when you are presenting the gospel, you're writing a sermon, you get more out of it than the people you're even preparing it for. And so at the beginning of the year, we asked our students, like, what would you like to hear from us? What would you like us to talk about? And the overall consensus from everyone that participated was mental health. They wanted to know more about it. And so we're going through this series right now that I've kind of curated about four topics. uh, Anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and suicide. Wow. And so we watch a 10 to 15 minute video on like what that word actually means, not just because I think, I think for our current generation of students, 
the the thing is to say i have anxiety and it's like you really need to break it down do you actually have anxiety like were you clinically diagnosed not to mean that you have to be clinically diagnosed to have anxiety but oftentimes people get anxious and then they don't like that feeling of anxiety and so they think they have a clinical problem Mm. when really that's just a normal process through humans same Mm. thing with uh, bipolar disorder people often think oh I had a mood swing I must be bipolar well that's not what that means or or depression I got really sad the other day I must be depressed and it's like well just because you get the saddies doesn't mean you're depressed but so anyways we're working through what those terms actually mean and then what the gospel says about mm. uh, about those because there's not like a literal passage in the Bible that says this person had a mental health issue so this is what they did but there's definitive clues in the Bible and steps we can take as Christians that will benefit us mm. and so I've been working through this uh, this four week thing for like months now and just recently like I had a really bad depressive episode like it lasted for like a week where I like I could barely do daily activities like even just lifting my arm up felt like such a a task Mm. and so I didn't want to like go to work I didn't want to do anything but just like lay down and sleep and so uh, like it's so hard for me and I I don't know if it's a pride thing for me but something else was stopping me from saying I have a problem I should look at a solution to fix it Mm -hmm. and so finally after just meeting with with my wife uh, like we we scheduled a time for me to visit with a counselor, which mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet, but it's coming up next week. Mm-hmm. And so that's me being vulnerable that uh, having to listen to like my body in a way that I'm not used to where I'm like, I think I may have a, a problem with depression and I should get help before things get out of hand. Right. Yeah. That's wise. Yeah. No, that's good. And we've said this before, too, like what's what's really healthy about it is, you know, you're sharing, you know, things that we share in public or uh-huh. like in the pulpit always reflect our hearts, too. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're not sharing about a subject you know nothing about. <laughs> right. You know, like it'd be like me trying to share about music. Uh, you know, yeah. like I don't I mean, I listen to music. <laughs> I don't know nothing about music, you know, which that's a that raises a good point. Because uh, when the students asked us to talk about this subject, I know basically nothing about it. And I think that's a problem, too, Mm. because the statistics show that 20% of adults uh, will battle with just an anxiety disorder this year. Um, That's not even counting other mental health disorders. And so if one-fifth of our adults are struggling with that, with a disorder, and we can see anxiety disorders start as young as 10 years old mm-hmm. and start to really develop as, as young as 14, then uh, as a youth minister, I, I should be versed in that. Right. If one-fifth of my students are struggling with a problem, I should probably be able to talk about it Yeah, with that's them. true. That's good. So I t- I've taken a lot of time studying 
these topics over the past few months just in preparation because mm. I'm I had that same thought like I know nothing about right. this I need to be able to be there for them mm-hmm. when the questions arise no, that's good yeah not to say like if someone had a question and I didn't have the answer I that was a big fear of mine going into ministry but I had one of the people in my life that's pouring into me just say like you don't have to know all the answers like we don't even know all the answers about the bible for good reason because god literally said in his word like there's stuff for your for the children but there's stuff that you're gonna learn when you get to heaven that's obvious paraphrasing no no what verse is that (laughs) but there's stuff unknown to us for a reason and the the thing is if i have a, a student come up and say i have a question about this it's okay for me to say I don't know, but let's work towards an answer together. Mm. And that's a healthy thing too, that they know you don't have all the answers. I uh, make that pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> Not to the point where I'm on stage Guys, saying I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I make it clear that I'm here for them no matter what. Mm. There's situations I've never gone through that I'm here to to help figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that you being real, which I think is very valuable to especially this next generation. Yeah. You know, I'm good at being authentic. There's other parts of my life that I'm not so good at. But authenticity is one of the things that I'm pretty good at. Yeah, for real. That's good, man. So, yeah, Yeah. working through being and being healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, it's healthy. Yeah. So what about you, man? What's going on with life? Well, kind of in this current season, um, doing a lot of, so over the last couple of months, been doing a lot of rebuilding, like by the last couple of months, it's been like 10 months probably. Rebuilding a muscle? Re, yeah, rebuilding my uh, traps. <laughs> been on this mission, you know, to just get just get absolutely ripped. Just triangles for you, traps. You know, I, I want like the outside of my collarbone to go directly to my ear. <laughs> you know, I don't want a neck. That's, that's oh, been my, God. that's yeah, really been my aspiration. You should grow a beard if you don't want a neck. Well, the thing is, is I it's a little boy beard. So <laughs> I have I have I actually have a little roller thing. I think I've oh, told yeah. you about. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like a it's like a torture device. Y- yeah, it's you know like how they do with pizzas, pizza dough. How they have like the little it's like a little paint roller, but it has little knobs on it. Yeah. It's basically like that, but on like a micro scale. You know, it totally reminded me of a story. Hopefully this is okay for me to interrupt you, but of course, when I was seven, we had a tool like that, but on a macro scale. Oh. So, but the purpose of it was that when you were planting crops, you just rolled that along the soil and it made holes in the ground. An aerator? I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's Kind of. Similar to that, but this was specifically for, like, planting seeds. Oh, okay. So, um, anyways, I'm a curious seven-year-old, and I'm putting my palm on it, trying to see how, like, pokey it is. <laughs> I'm like, this is interesting. And then my step, like, we were in the garage, and my stepdad backs into me because we're about to leave, and he pushes me into it, and it went in my hand and almost all the way through my oh. hand. It was, like, a centimeter away from going all the way through the other side. Oh, so I have, I have this scar, right there. Oh, I see it. And By your then, thumb? Yeah, right there. Oh, and then you can see the stitches holes too. Ooh, that's yeah. a that's a good one. 
So I've never broken a bone, but I did that, and that was fun. Sure. And it missed all my tendons in my hand. So just flesh. Which is crazy. Yeah. Huh. It could have been months of therapy. Right. Who knows? I may not have been able to play the guitar if it had wow. been different. But it missed all my tendons, tendons, tendons. and everything else. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're doing that to your face. <laughs> not really. It makes my face really irritated. And I, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Beards are overrated. Just in like five years, no one's going to want a beard because it'll be uncool. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's probably what it him. is right now. And I'm just a loser with a beard over here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm balding pretty hard right now in my life. Hey. You're the bald eagle, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, hippo. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so that's that's fun. That's like kind of on the, the personal personal facial hair, me, you know. Thanks for being vulnerable. You know, that, yeah, man. that's pretty much what it's really going on. Traps <laughs> and beards. Uh, so, but on the, the other rebuild side of things, been rebuilding TFL yeah. on the uh, kind of – backbone scale I, is a way to say it but you know just kind of what behind the scenes a lot of behind the scenes kind yeah. of things and uh re-examining what tfl is and um its direction and its purpose and the team that we've been building and then some goals and then what are the uh, measures of success and uh yeah it's been really good so a lot of the leadership in my life has helped me kind of just at least get a get the direction going because at its heart, TFL exists to reach the unreached of combat sports. Yeah. You know, we want to tell everyone in the realm of combat sports that God loves them, that God yep. is here. Like, um, And if we could plant the seeds and water the seeds and, and right. get them plugged in somewhere to where they could continue to grow in their faith, I mean, that's, that's success. Yeah. And even if it's one person or 500, like, you know, it's like if we could just at least – Point someone to God who's in the fight world. Yeah. You know, that's why the, the podcast exists. That's why um, what we've been doing on my end with getting um, kind of from the Assemblies of God uh, endorsed as a chaplain for right. fight events. And so, like, I have that kind of under my belt to be able to go to a fight promoter and say, hey, I'm a minister of the gospel. Like, I'm going to say it this way, but, like, I have this credentialing and this here's like, my card here's my card yeah so let me in <laughs> yeah. no but just some things to say hey i've been endorsed and training all that kind of stuff yeah which has all come about and i've never actually shared this publicly but about two years ago i entered into a restoration process with the assemblies of god and it was a kind of a moral failure on my end with um some sexual behavior that's not acceptable as an ordained minister and just kind of a mishap, the, some things before marriage kind of thing. And so it just shouldn't have gone out like that. And so that was a mistake that I've made and worked through and feel comfortable enough to talk about. And I'm talking about it now. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Um, and, of course, Dakota, you've been through this with yeah. me from the very beginning. And so this is, again, me being vulnerable in this. But in me agreeing to the restoration process, it's – was an extended time away from ministry. And so in that extended time away from ministry, it has um, helped me kind of unidentify with me and what I do rather than me living in grace and who God wants me to be. 
And so that's been kind of a big a big aspect of this is because I was starting to really find my identity and performance and the performance of other people in my life. Like so say for example if and you know you don't you don't know this when you're in it. Like right. you know like exactly. by only stepping out of ministry for the extended amount of time that I did did I begin to see some of these things and have other people help yeah. guide me to these truths that were um, that were kind of in front of my face the whole time, but is to prove my theology by your performance. Mm. You know, like say if I was, if you, if I was discipling you or something like, sure. if you failed, it's because it was my fault. You know, like if ah. you did really well, it's because it was my, me contributing. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like, and it's easy to get in that. It's, it's easy at least for me, but I could see it being an easy sure. thing for other people being like, oh man, I'm doing so good by teaching other people. Look how healthy my youth. Could yeah. be. So, you know what I mean? Exactly. And at the end of the day, you're only in charge of you staying intimate with God. And that's right. what I've learned. Like if I'm intimate with the Lord and do, of course, do my best with, with teaching and preaching and, you know, doing all I can to be a conduit of glory. Yeah. You know, at that, at the end of the day, that's all I'm responsible for. That's right. And so anyhow, so through this, time of course i've had time away from ministry time away just to get poured into and it's been very very healthy for me it's unfortunate the way it came about you know with the mistakes i've made and um and so from that point it's been very healthy uh with me just growing and being able to again kind of reevaluate what tfl is of course i've worked through a lot of a lot of pain a lot of things that i've never dealt with that i didn't know i didn't deal with and so um a big aspect of my life that I, I guess, have been blinded to is my own pride, and so it's just, it's it's very simple. In theory, to like surrender to God and live for Him, yeah, right. But uh, there's oftentimes we we continue to bring a lot of other baggage and, and accept mm. it because it's kind of who you are and what makes yeah. you tick, and it's like, you know, it's it's. I hate uh, that mentality. Yeah. yeah, it's just who I am. Right, that's Ugh. not it. That's no wrong because it's it stunts your growth. Yeah, it's because God always has in mind your potential. Yeah, he sees he sees the best you, exactly. and how do we get there? And so you know we talk about justification in church yeah. right now. We're going through a uh, series in Romans, and you know justification is basically you being made right with God. And being made righteous before his sight through what Jesus has done, right? Yes. And you're deemed as worthy. You're deemed as, as, as uh, um, pure. And so that is a very immediate thing. It all happens at once. Yet the results of it continue. It's like a, 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 that's, it's not um, sanctification at that point because you're still being justified. Yeah. You know, but sanctification is the process of you becoming more holy. Mm -hmm. But the process of justification has continual results. Sure. And in what I found is, you know, you're always held to the standard in which you know right now. So, like, if you read something in the Bible that says don't steal, okay, at that moment, you know you're not supposed to steal. <laughs> yeah. Yet, you don't know everything in the Bible. Right. So how could you be held to something that you don't know exists? Right. So when you read the Bible, it's like, don't just read it for knowledge. Read it for application as well. Yeah. It's like, okay, what's God saying to me? How can I apply this? You know, how can I apply this? Because anytime you're, you read a truth or gain knowledge of Scripture and who God is, 
you're therefore held to that new standard. Yeah. Which is the standard which God wants you to live. Exactly. In grace, of course, yet there is a responsibility, again, and I feel like you and I have been talking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, <laughs> but, like, you know, just, like, we do our best and God does his too. Yeah. So, like, it's a balance of those two things. And it's easy in moments to say, uh, I did my best and it sucked, so now I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. think of a better way to. to yeah. No, say no, no. That. That's it. Yeah, man. I, I did my best. You it was did bad your best, bad. and that was your best. And mm. good job. Right. Suck at it till you don't. Yeah. You know, like I, I love that verse in Second Timothy. That verse suck suck at <laughs> suck it. At, until you don't. Really though, really though, it's it, I'm paraphrasing it, but it's actually pretty close because it's uh, uh, Paul is telling Timothy. He, again, Second Timothy is one of my favorite books. It's very straightforward. Um, it's urgent. Like you can tell the tone. If you read it through like a tone of urgency, you see it. So in it, there's a that really big sense of urgency, and he goes, "Work at telling others the good news." Yeah. And you know, it's, you could read it. You could gloss. Isn't glance that over the it. last book Paul wrote? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that because he knew he was going to die, and so, so there was good. yeah exactly. So he goes, "Yeah, work at telling others the good news." So that, in other words, try. Yeah. You're gonna suck at it. You know and that. I mean. You have permission to fail. If you th- if you live like that, you know the lights green more than red. <laughs> yeah. You know, just go, just try things. Like we talked about with Bogey, you know, it's like why not? Yeah. You know, live on the why not rather than the how come. And you know what's cool because of that conversation and episode that we did with Bogey about, you know, not letting age define you or not letting it any factor define your ability or inability to right. do something. I was able to pour into uh, a friend of mine that they came to me and and again with authenticity and vulnerability and just said, hey, I've been doing this thing for decades, but I I think God's been telling me that I should do this instead. And I was able to to say, well, hey, my friend, Mm. you know, he wants to be a, a lawyer now. He's going to law school. He's 40. Yeah. So what's stopping you at your age from mm-hmm. pursuing your dreams? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny because everything I want to share, I've already told you. But last <laughs> right? night, do you remember I told you about um, there was this uh, one of our students at the academy? Yeah. And he was uh, he's young. I mean, he's like like 16, somewhere in there. And he's like. We were doing our warm-ups. You know, we have our. We usually start class the same way with our set of warm-ups that you memorize and go through and get better yeah. at. And you, I mean, you could get work up a real hard sweat if you're working. Oh yeah. And so he's like almost done with them, and I'm just kind of. It was one of the nights I was teaching, so I was kind of floating around and making sure everybody was doing good. And so he was like, "I didn't really do much today. I'm pretty tired," you know. And. Which like, is so backwards. I know. That's what I, when he said that, I was like, well, I could see if you were like working really hard. <laughs> so first of all, I'm like, okay, there's one thing wrong with that statement, but whatever, you know, as a leader, you're, you're, you're gentle. And it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, whatever. But every now and then though, I think you gotta, you gotta learn how to talk to your students because sometimes your students really actually, you know, are, would benefit more from straightforward, like suck sure. it up, boy, let's go. You yeah. know, you're here. I, I'm a lot more that way with our kids program That's than good. not. Because uh, when you see something happen and you don't say something about it, now you're an accomplice mm-hmm. to that decision. And it shows you allow it. Yeah. So so I actually had to – okay, let me finish your thought first. Okay. <laughs> so the, that, that student that was there and he was like, oh, you know, whatever, I'm tired. And so 
our boy Circus, who's I don't know how old Circus is. I think he's got to be forties. He looks or like he's twenty-five. Or, I think he's like thirty, mid-thirties. I think he's got to be twenty-five. <laughs> no, he's kidding. younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> with two kids. With two kids, and <laughs> have been has been working longer than I've been <laughs> in ministry. Um, so Circus can absolutely run circles around people, dude. Yeah, but he works really hard. He works for a construction business. And, I mean, just manual labor, like, through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I tell the student who's like, oh, man, I'm so tired and whatever. And Circus is over there almost done, right? And I'm like, Circus, over there. He's been, he's like almost double your age at least. Yeah. And he worked 14 hours today, and he's almost done. Yeah. And that student was like, just looking at me with like kind of a straight <laughs> face. And I'm like, that's right. Suck it up. That's right. You know, but, you know, going back to like what you allow will multiply. Yeah. You know, and that's that's especially true in your own life. If you have if you have issues that are in their infancy and you allow them to continue, they will grow and multiply. And before you know it, you have this huge issue that you never addressed when it was small. Yeah. And in leadership, it's important that you continue to set the standard, even if you feel like a jerk. Because if you allow things to to continue, yep, and a lot, yeah, it just it just gets worse. So our students the other day, you know, we we really protect our atmosphere, yeah, at Imperial of like of celebration of encouragement. It's yep. where beginners start every day is our motto. Um, we hold a high standard of respect, yeah. and you could be yourself. Like we don't we don't project anything on on to you where you need to perform in such ways to impress us. We just want you to grow in your yeah. life, grow in your jujitsu journey. Like we talk about this stuff all the time. And I found once you're getting tired of talking about your vision yeah. is just when people are starting to catch it. Yeah, that's right. So don't don't neglect conveying why you do what you do yep. to those in which you do it to. So the students, though, it was really <laughs> funny because they, they, they were really complaining. And huh. so one student was like, oh, my arm. And... And I'm I most and most of the time arm. it's nothing, you know, most of <laughs> the time it's nothing. But of course, they're little kids. So you're like, oh, yeah. it's OK. Take a breath. You know, and, and one of our mottos is we're not baking cookies and, you know, we're doing jujitsu. Oh, you know, okay. we're not baking cookies. You're going to get you're going to get hurt. You're going to have little hey, bumps and bruises. Baking cookies. Do you get burned? <laughs> one of our kids is always like, you said you were going to bake cookies. <laughs> And what's funny about kids is they remember everything. It's really funny. So anyhow, one student was like, oh, my arm. And then another one was like overheating, you know, like he was he, he didn't have enough water. Oh, and so yeah. he was like and I, I saw it in his face, too, because he was he was red. And so I'm like, oh, go sit down. And like that. Can't, I can't control that. Right. I'm like, I'm drink some more water. <laughs> yeah. And then another student was like, oh, my pants are too big. <laughs> And, oh my gosh. and but they were saying this like to each other, like throughout different things or like anytime we take a water break, we take one water break. And but then like before class. And so I was like, all right, everybody sit down. And so I'm like, now, if you have something wrong, what happens when you go and tell somebody else? Like and then I gave an example with me and squints. I was like, if I'm really sad today and I go I, and and I want to tell squints and then I make squints feel sad and and then this and then it just continues right it's a it's a ripple effect of negativity and so I was like if something's wrong right like so if you did hurt yourself or if your pants are too big don't go complaining to another student let them train you know they don't want to you know don't don't ruin their training time with you whining 
And go. so our biggest thing that we look at is a good attitude. And what's funny is the kids fill in the blank. I teach with like phrases where I'm like, what's, what do we always try to have a good, what? And they're like, attitude, you know? And so, uh, anyways, but addressing it like that, you know, and that was only one class. That was yeah. like one class that I really saw it starting to just bubble up. And I was like, Hey, guess what kids? We ain't, we ain't standing for that right, right now. And the next day, one of the students came in and right away was like, oh, man, I'm so tired or something. And one of our, our little um, girls, I think she's like 11 or something. And I go, complain and write it as you come in the door. And I kind of gave her that look. And she goes, no. It, it was cute because she knew, you know. That's and, awesome. And, again, it's, I want the kids to know we care. You know, if you're yeah. having a rough day, we care. Like that's I mean, it's not that you can't come in here feeling bad. You don't got to pretend to be encouraging. Right. You know, but don't ruin everybody else's day over every little thing. Yeah, and I get it. And some kids only get attention that way from their parents. Mm. You know, some and I've, I there's a couple students that I have that I know that's how they are able to get attention from their parents that's or mom. And you know, you could see how either the loud rambunctious kid, yeah. that's how he gets attention. You know, through complaining, that's how one kid gets their mom to care. Yeah. It, it's really, you could see a lot about family dynamics through just spending time with kids. Mm. And so, and we only have them at the most for an hour and a half a week, you know. But some kids come to three classes, so I guess it's over two hours. But think of that, sure. it's only two hours. And so, our, I always tell our uh, assistant instructors, it's like, dude, love kids. Love these kids. Yeah. Treat them like rock stars. Because we don't know what their family life is like. And um, we just want them to know we love them. And if we happen to teach them how to snap somebody's arm, then (laughs) that's a bonus, right? Yeah, that's right. So, but in the middle of us launching Imperial BJJ, I was um, about in the middle of my restoration process. Again, it's a two-year process. And so after year one, they, they meaning the assemblies, and it's kind of a, they, they have a structured uh, kind of guideline for you to follow yeah. for a two-year restoration program, which um, is kind of the fullest extent of a restoration program. They have six months in a year. And so with kind of my my moral failure, it was a two-year, um, the long one, and which was good too. It got a little long near the end, but I really wanted to treat it as if I wasn't jumping through hoops, yeah. you know, but continuing to heal and continuing to grow. And, um, and in the two years, it's not like a takes two years for you to heal from something sometimes takes 10 years but also it could be a moment in a moment god can restore you past what you were yeah um but still agreeing to a two-year thing shows you're real about it and yeah um have a lot of mentors that i've established through this two-year two-year process and so i just completed it in um late march actually so it would have been actually two years when i started it in 20 at the end of 2020 and then, but then there were still like some meetings and stuff and right. all of that. But, um, so I've officially completed that. I still have yeah. kind of one more, one more closing interview next week, um, to kind of still figure out what's the next step in things. But through that, been able to reevaluate TFL, reevaluate my own life, start Imperial BAJ. So it's kind of been a lot of restarts and then actually, um, have started a, pretty serious relationship i guess um it's all official now i guess um with one of our patrons out there you know it's not we're not facebook official yet so (laughs) is it really official like so (laughs) um but that's been a really healthy thing as well and she's been um on board with all of this her and i've talked about kind of just where i'm at in life and so and she still agreed to be with me so that's nice so um so it's been kind of (laughs) all 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 refreshing with um 
kind of how things are going. But anyways, that's kind of where life is. And so I'm at the tail end of all of that. And so rather than saying like, oh, God's teaching me to live. Bake cookies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, of course, like we learn things every day, you know, yeah. but but that's kind of the big chunk of where life has been and where it's going and looking forward to what TFL has for the rest of this year. Yeah. And um, yeah, just happy to be back in the saddle. And of course, um, again, you've been with me through a lot of this as well. So thank you for um, for that as well so yeah that's kind of where as a good friend once told me just being present is is uh more than half the battle who said that i don't know some loser (laughs) some some guy i don't remember his name but i remember (laughs) he said something good once so not to side note this but i see like you have nerf guns and nerf bullets all over your office right now and it's really fun so okay anyways that's all yeah Um, i'm a youth pastor so (laughs) It's kind of a given. When when you get mad, you have like a picture on the wall. You just shoot. Yeah, it's that deer actually. Oh. I have this really pretty like Bethel style uh, deer, and uh, I it, shoot it with Nerf bullets. You're, you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, spell check again. Shoot the deer. That's right. <laughs> and that gun over there, it flies, dude. It's like, dude, that's like a high capacity. Big boy. Yeah, we had a student donate a ton of Nerf guns to the youth ministry. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. He, he was just like, yeah, I have all of these. I've had them since I was a kid. I don't use them anymore. Here you go. That's so, legit. Yeah. I wouldn't have gave him up. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. So, But, um, yeah, Dakota, so if uh, I, I, I feel comfortable sharing that, especially with our cross choke audience. It's a little bit yeah. more intimate than me sharing it to, with, I don't know. Facebook Live. <laughs> you should write a book. Um, yeah, I've, I I would like to. Yeah. I mean, I kind of ish have with Polaris, TFL Polaris. Oh, yeah. Which I'm still, I'm revising it right now just because um, I feel like my theology wasn't as sound as when I wrote it. Ah. It was it was okay. It was relevant and relative. You did relative your best. That's at good. the time, right. I'm held to the standard five years from now. And if I don't live up to it, um, but... You know, I would like to write a book someday or something, but I do, I do feel more comfortable. I would share it with anybody, honestly, at this point because it's it's yeah. done. It's a healthy thing, and if it can encourage somebody else, you know that that I don't know. I don't know if like as a as a leader that I am in a lot of capacities that I still make mistakes, yeah, and have and have owned up to it and have have uh, gone through what it takes to be able to be better and heal yeah. and grow. And so if that's you out there, one of our listeners or whatever, um, I encourage you to, it's okay to be real and it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And if you need to see anybody, like we're here, of course, at any time, like, um, of course at, at the end of our episode, it says, be sure to follow Zach at Ando Butte and myself at yeah. South Friday. I listened to that like six times when I'm at, when I'm editing. I listen <laughs> to this podcast every episode like at least two times. Yeah, I used to be like three, but um, I'm getting better at editing these. But yeah, just to reiterate that if if we could help you in any way, we'd love to. And if we can't help you, um, we know people that might be able to. Like so, in in any capacity, if you ever need us to pray for you or just to bounce ideas off of or yeah. whatever, I mean we're. We, we love that. We like when that happens. So yep. please uh, feel free. But Dakota, that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, the whole the whole nine yards that's right. there. I'm going to wrap it up with the new uh, TFL slogan. You oh. know, you, you mentioned earlier it was uh, 
to reach the the unreached of combat sports, mm-hmm. and then there was a second one too, right? I, I, um, uh, I don't remember, but here here is the next subtext of, okay. of the TFL slogan: to reach the people of combat sports, from Hulk Hogan <laughs> to Joe Rogan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go, dude. We should put that on the shirt. Yeah. From Hulk Hogan to Joe Rogan? Yeah. That's actually hard to say. That is hard to say. That's kind of a dumb slogan if what it's going to be hard. Would it be better if you say Joe Rogan? From Joe Rogan to Hulk Hogan. There you go. I think that flows better off the tongue. From Joe Hogan to, <laughs> to Hulk Rogan. <laughs> That's, that is good. From our family to yours, Family Roots Restaurant in the heart of Uptown Butte offers quality food from scratch at affordable prices. With prime ribs starting at 5 p.m. every Friday and Saturday, and desserts like cheesecake, pies, cakes, and gluten-free options, there is certainly something at Family Roots to satisfy your cravings. Dine-in, pickup, curbside, and delivery available Wednesday through Sunday. Check out their Facebook page at The Family Roots to stay up-to-date on any specials, desserts, and homemade soups. Family Roots Restaurant. And his name is John C. Dakota, we play a lot of Rocket League. Oh my gosh. I like Rocket League. I love Rocket League. It's such a specific type of gaming. That's true. There's, There's nothing, nothing really like, like it. it. Yeah. Um, I think there was actually a, a first iteration by um, Psyonix, and it was called Super Power Rocket Cars or something. Yeah. And it, it was a long name, but it was like it was a niche game. Yeah. And then I think, I don't know if they relaunched it or it was like their next game is actually Rocket League. Rocket League isn't their first shot at like soccer cars. <laughs> they should um, have just called it that. Soccer cars. But uh, they, they have killer playlists yes. on, on Rocket League. And so one of those songs is Flip Reset. And I think it's a newer one in like one of the last seasons or this season. Yeah. I, la- I th- want to say it was last season. Season three, I yeah. think. But uh, they have different deals with like. Um, Marshmallow was was one. Um, who's the guy right now? I can't think of his name. K is it a K logo? They have different deals with different DJs and stuff that'll like give yeah. them s- certain songs or of course different licensings and whatever. And then Epic Bottom and who knows what's gonna happen now. But um, anyway. yeah, they'll probably have <laughs> they'll probably have some crazy people on there now. Yeah. So either way, this song "Flip Reset" by Cascade. Oh. Cascade. Is that the K logo? <laughs> That's the K. That's I wrote it down. <laughs> it's like a K or something. <laughs> um, yeah, Cascade. But anyhow, this is a great song. And when you look into it, you gotta look into it. Look no, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. So our look into it is a podcast by uh, Craig Groeschel. He is a the head pastor at Life Church for quite a while now. Yeah, kind of one of the more well known, popular pastors out there. Yeah, I've grown up with him pretty much. Yeah. Uh, before I was saved, I was a church I was going to where like once a month we'd watch a sermon from him. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, he has some good stuff. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a Mark Batterson. Um, but way more manly. <laughs> he reminds me of like Tim Tebow with like more 
uh, more theology. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of a man's man, really. He is, you too. know, um, but I've I've really been appreciating his stuff. Um, whoever leads his social media team does a really good job. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So if you follow him on Instagram, at least he's he's worth following. And of course, it goes beyond just um, a man's man. But I think I associate <laughs> him, associate with him well. Um, yeah. But anyways, we look into his um, his podcast. Basically, they put they put up his Sunday sermons on uh, podcast feeds and things like that. But he's a great preacher. He conveys really well, and um, would highly suggest just looking into some of his stuff. And uh, it's yeah. it's very I, I I've I've trusted his his uh, leadership and yeah. so I, I would only suggest people like that that i've like you know of course anytime you listen to somebody else even us <laughs> you know always filter especially it. us <laughs> especially me really <laughs> um i would trust dakota's theology more than oh. myself but uh i've been certified all yeah, week. yeah. <laughs> really that's the top of i it, don't right even there. have a license to <laughs> preach yet uh so be just always make sure you you filter things because yeah that's just healthy, healthy. Yep. So. The school of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. Uh, this episode's Bible verse comes to you from Proverbs chapter nine, verse ten, out of the TFL translation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> out of the NLT translation, it says, "Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment." Let's go. Let's go. Dakota, that's all we got for this episode. Yeah. Hope everybody's had a great day. Yeah. Everybody's had a great day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining us for this episode. Of course, we'll be back next week for Cross Choke Plus. Yeah. And, of course, a big thank you to our Purple Belt patrons. We have Jake, the Globetrotter, Duran. And we have Louis, the Elk, Lopez. <laughs> Isaiah the Nerf Gun Rodriguez. Kendra the Trampoline Carlson. The Gluten-Free Assassin Katie Powell. Ryan the Mountain Man Snowden. The Himalayan Wilderness Wesley Carlson. Of course, you can get your name read in each and every episode of Cross Choke and Cross Choke Plus by by what? by joining us at our Purple Belt level, and we'll catch you next time. Next time. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South for a Day. Have an amazing day and join us next time on Cross Choke. Yeah, so look into it. And uh, before we head out, what? You know, it's not a word. It should be. It's kind of a couple different words together. It's in Urban Dictionary. Projectify. But anyways, I, I got to know. Yeah, this isn't the word you're looking for. <laughs> but it's, also it's Urban Dictionary, so like... It could be whatever I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah.
Reality can be whatever I want. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Next Generation Services, proudly serving Butte, Montana since 2017. Visit them at buttelandscapers.com.